Hi, this is Jonathan Diaz from Maryville, Tennessee. You're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, your guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. And now to your hosts, Ryan and Steve. All right. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Fox Pedals. This week we're featuring our demo video of the Slow Hound, which is a really neat overdrive pedal. Uh, I don't know if I can call it like a Tube Screamer style, but it definitely kind of fills that role like a thick kind of mid bumpy sort of classic overdrive sound. Go check out our uh, Gas and Go demo video of it. You're really going to like it. I think it's a great pedal. I've been using it on my board for a while. Uh, it's one of those jump out of the mix kind of pedals, and it's got that neat little boost on there, uh, which is always a nice extra thing to have on a pedal. Uh, we're also brought to you by Gear Supply. Gear Supply is your home for subscription strings, electric guitar, bass guitar, acoustic guitar. Oh, what's that? You want to throw in some guitar polish, some guitar cleaner, mm-hmm. a guitar strap, maybe? Sure. A little leather some strap, do- a lo- little leather dongle. Oh, that little leather dongle that holds your picks. You can get that for free with a new subscription using the code 60 Cycle Hunk. That's true. So check them out. Ryan uses their electric guitar strings. I use their acoustic guitar strings. I use their bass strings. They're cool. Yeah. Oh, I also forgot to mention uh, you use the code 60 Cycle Hum on Fox Pedal. And it's 15% off you get. Dang. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, there's some really neat pedals you can get on there uh, that we've already demoed the Kingdom. We've demoed the Refinery and now the Slow Hound. And they're all really great pedals. And I would recommend them all. I'm stoked to have them here and I'm stoked to do the demos for them. So go check out foxpedal.com. And in, gearsupply.co. Yeah. And use 60 Cycle Hum at checkout with both of them to get some fun surprises. Yep. I mean, why not, right? Why not? Okay, let's get into the episode. Episode. What's new, Steve? Um, well, I brought my little black star over here. Yeah, your little black star. Where is it? Where'd you go? You it's got over it over here. You got it over there. Yeah. Uh, so tell me the story on that. How'd you get that? So I went to the store and I bought it. <laughs> actually. <laughs> cool story, Steve. <laughs> actually, so I got a um, gift card from Guitar Center last christmas like christmas 2014 wow and i was like oh i'm just gonna save this till i find something interesting on their used uh gear and i was gonna combine it with maybe some other gift cards or i had from you know just like the general visa ones Uh uh-huh and that just ended up not happening so then this christmas i got another guitar center gift card oh my gosh uh so i had a hundred dollars in guitar center gift cards and i went in i was like hey i want this amp (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they didn't they didn't have the uh so I got the the full pack. It's the Black Star Fly three. It's a little three watt amp and the uh the amp itself is like sixty dollars new, but it doesn't come with a power supply. And the power supply is like another twenty bucks. Oh wow. So that's like eighty bucks. But it's a battery amp. It's a battery amp. Yeah. It's a little portable amp. It's super tiny. It basically like it practically will fit in the pocket of a large hoodie. Um Yeah, I could see that and, happening. And uh so uh, basically I wanted something that I could use in the condo. Maybe like if the kids were watching TV, it wouldn't be super annoying. It's really convenient. I just leave it out yeah. on, we have a little digital piano. You know what those things are great for? Like on. little battery amps. What are they? Busking? No. Like if you're working on a guitar, yeah. you're like on your kitchen table and you're like, I need to check if this pickup works. Like no, exactly. That's another thing out. I'll, I'll yeah. end up using this for. 
Um, this would be great when I was trying to like build that ring mod. Uh huh. This would have been great for messing around with because, especially because otherwise, you know, if I I've got that crate power block, which kind of works for that stuff. But then you got to wear headphones. Yeah. If something goes wrong with a circuit while when you're doing head <laughs> using headphones, all of a sudden like you you're deaf. You could blow That's a hole fun. clean through your head. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so I got this one. I got the combo pack, which is $100. It comes with the amp, the power supply, and an extension cab. And the extension cab like 30 bucks. Uh-huh. That bumps it up to 6 watts when it's plugged in. Damn, dude. The 2x3-inch speaker format. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it's pretty sweet. It definitely is louder. You have a lot more headroom with that. It sounds pretty decent, too, for a little battery yeah. amp. I yeah. think it sounds uh, uh, slightly better than my microcube. Mostly because my microcube, the speaker's blowing out. Oh, really? <laughs> but it tends to get, it tends, even before the speaker is blowing, it tends to have like this high grit sort of thing that you can't tame. Yeah. Uh, the Blackstar sounds pretty nice. Sounds pretty smooth. The only thing I'll say that's, that's bad about it is if you're looking for like a, if you're starting out and you're looking for like your first amp, you're, say you're like a yeah, 15 year old, whatever. It just doesn't look as cool as like one of those jank Marshall 15 watt jobs, you know, 15 watts, eight inch speaker. One of those real thin ones. Yeah. And, and well, no, not the real thin ones. Even oh, you're like just the talking full about size, a normal, like the, like the MG 10, right? Normal practice stamp. Yeah. yeah. But this guy, hundred, you know, hundred bucks, which is pretty similar price range to that. It might be cheaper. Uh-huh. Six watts, two by three speakers. It probably doesn't get as loud as like the, the 10 or 15 sure. watt with the eight inch speaker, but I actually think it probably sounds better. Uh, I think better is pretty subjective on that. I sure. think if, if you got a 15 watt solid state practice amp, it's going to be a better uh, pedal platform just by having a louder clean signal. Maybe, but with but more headroom on it. I guess maybe like from a utilitarian perspective, they're equally useless outside of your bedroom. 100%. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, I think this is more the sort of thing that you pick up. If you want to go camping, you want to have an amp around for testing things. You want to have an amp for your, you know, your apartment or whatever. Yeah, it's well, it's it's a really good option for and that. And you know what I'm really looking forward to is with Craigslist stuff. People saying, "Oh, hey, uh, is there any way I can check this out?" And I'll be like, "Yeah, meet me at Starbucks. I've got a little portable amp we can plug into. Yeah, show I'll, that it works. I'll, I'll bring a cable and and we'll just do this thing." Mm-hmm. That reminds me, I need to email a guy back and let him know, hey, I got a little amp we can test out this guitar with now. Hey, there you go. Guitar I'm trying to sell. So. <laughs> What's new with you, Ryan? Uh, not a whole lot new with me, but I think it's worth mentioning that uh, I guess, you know, I would consider them friends of the show. I've talked with them briefly in person and online. But uh, the Chasing Tone podcast announced today that uh, their 100th episode will be their last episode, and they're recording that at NAM next week. NAM. So that's kind of a big deal in the world of guitar podcasts, is yeah. Chasing Tone going away. They were a really consistent show. I mean, I don't know how many... I know there's a lot of shows that I just don't listen to that aren't as gear-focused. They're sure. more like... Uh, playing focused or they're more interview focused but as far as like gear focused shows go they're one of yeah like three consistent ones that i know of including us yeah well i think there's a gonna be a big hole in the uh, in the genre now because they were a very they could get very technical with the specifics of circuit design yeah 
and the the you know what's under the hood with pedals and amps and stuff like that. I think they were very good for that kind of content. And I think there's going to be a hole in the market for that. So if there's someone who's listening right now who is a pedal builder or uh, a, you know, a technical nerd or something like that, I think you should start a guitar podcast where you talk about these things because uh, someone has to do it now. Yeah. We're not going to do it. I mean, we, we just talk about, you know, ads and stuff that is interesting to us. We're not, neither, neither of us are engineers. Here's what we should do is we should have like a, a once or twice a month special segment, uh-huh. like a special tech segment where Brian Wampler sends us like a five minute tech rundown oh my gosh. of something like super nerdy. And we just drop it in the middle of an episode. That would be great. I don't know if he'd be on board, but we could pitch it to him at NAM uh, <laughs> next week. Um, and that's oh. another new thing. Oh, what's that? You want to know about integrated circuits? Oh, what's <laughs> that? You want to know about op amps? I know, right? Here's five minutes. All this stuff. I just, I, I, all I know is that I like one sound over another. I have no idea why or how things do the things they do. I don't know if you can hear that, but we're in the garage. Yeah. Right next to the, uh, the, the heater. We're They're in the great gr- choice, Ryan. I know. Well, we're in the garage tonight because my son has been insanely sick all week and apparently your wife now my wife got caught it last night and i'm trying to spare steve from catching it by being in our uh our sick house yeah so i opened up the garage door and steve (laughs) crawled in here and well you know i was telling what because melissa you know knew about henry my wife Uh uh-huh my wife knew about your wife (laughs) um (laughs) and she's like she's like wait you guys are still recording i was like well like I can't do Saturday, I can't do Sunday. She's like, "Can't you just skip a week?" I'm like, uh, "No, because we're going to Nam next week." Also, we have sponsors who paid for yeah, this well, episode. Yeah, well, and it's like it's not like we we don't really produce filler episodes very often. Like we don't, you know, we're on a pretty set schedule. Yeah, should have sat on that Star Wars podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could have released that thing tomorrow. Yeah, but totally, we have we have. Hey, thing- hey guys. This Star yeah. Wars podcast is brought to you by Fox Pedal. <laughs> they probably love it. Um, uh, yeah, our, our schedule is pretty set up in, through February right now. Like, we cannot skip weeks Yeah. Uh, until we get through a lot of our sponsored content, which is, you know, it's good for our listeners. It's good for our sponsors. Uh, we've never really taken weeks off anyway, so no. we don't really plan on taking weeks off. Um, so it's not that big of a deal, but you know, every now and then life kind of catches up with you and, uh, your house is infected by the plague and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, if Nam, uh, I think originally on the calendar you had drawn out, Nam was supposed to fall on like a recording week. Yeah. Um, well, things got changed around. Things got changed around, but even if that would have happened, we would have like tripled up a recording session or something or or we would have you know put out some nam material earlier or whatever so anyway uh nam is one week from well one week from yesterday for you yeah one week from tomorrow for me it's what like three or four days away from the airing of this episode i'm i'm half expecting to not even go into nam I'm, it's a possibility. I'm half expecting that that by the time Saturday morning rolls around, I'm going to show up at the condo at like nine in the morning, and you're just going to have eight hours of interviews booked. Well, that's not and the I'm, case so far. But and we'll I'm see. just going to sit there in the condo, like interviewing people all day long. Oh my gosh! Uh, 
So, did I tell you about? Uh, hey, our... hey, Josh Scott, tell me about what you think about tacos. Ugh. Did I tell you when Josh Scott is, is scheduled? No. If if this doesn't happen, then disregard this because you know it's Nam. Things are crazy. I don't blame anyone or anything if if things don't line up the way they're planned out. Right. But basically, we're on schedule to have Josh Scott come over Sunday morning and do breakfast with him. Nice. And when we're done with with the interview with Josh Scott, then we're going to pack up because we got to get out of the condo. Oh, okay. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, okay. I don't I don't really know the details of that because you've been handling all of it. Yeah, so yeah. We only have a few other hard scheduled epi- uh, uh, interviews right now, but there's a lot of people that I'm expecting to for us to connect with on the floor yeah. and do some yeah. floor interviews. And then if there's people who want to come back to the condo and do a more formal in- interview, then yeah. we'll do that. Well, and there's guys that we know are just like, I think Doug Coward decided this week, fine, yeah. <laughs> fine you twisted my arm, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, that'll be great. You're not going to be there Friday night, right? You're coming up no, Saturday morning. I, I wanted to be there Friday night, but there's no way I can disappear for basically three days. Yeah. Because if I, I'm, if I'm, in order for me to be there Friday night, like I'm going to be working Friday and then drive up, I'd probably get up there. If I left here around 5.30, I'd probably get up there around 10.30 eight or 9. <laughs> we, which I, is fine for me, but like basically, yeah. I would, as far as you know, my family would be concerned, I'd be gone for three days. Yeah, I mean, it's like I'm disappearing Thursday through Sunday, and I've got a kid, but you've got two kids. One of them is younger than my kid. One of them is obviously older. But, uh, yeah, it's a bigger thing to walk away from your family when there's two kids involved. And uh, it's easy for my wife to take my my son over to uh, my family's. So it's going to be really interesting. I might come home from NAM and have my wife completely pissed at me. We'll see. Um, but we've been planning this all year, so it's kind of like we all saw this coming. Uh, we should stop talking about... The thing that everyone is going to hear nothing but about for probably the next month after uh, the next two episodes. Well, you know, someone did ask uh, on the Facebook group. Um, I think we can just say this one, this one thing. What's the thing you're most looking forward to at NAM? Oh, man. I think this year, like last year, I was most looking forward to... to picking up guitars that I hadn't had the opportunity to actually touch in person. This year is completely different for me. I'm mostly excited about kind of the business networking side of it. Sure. Like connecting with companies that we want to partner with and kind of exploring what we can do with the podcast now that we've grown it to the level that it's at, uh, which is a weird place to be in my life. So, right. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I might get up there and be like, well, this isn't working out. I'm just going to enjoy myself. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, and I think that is definitely at least a little bit of what I'm really looking forward to is just going up, being up there for two days instead of one and not feeling like, oh my gosh, yeah, I got to, here's my, here's the floor map. Like just being able to go in on Saturday and pick up a floor map and be like, okay, I just need to go see the people that I need yeah. to see because like the first thing I'm going to do is probably hunt down, try to hunt down like the people that I know. Oh, totally. Instead of like last year trying to hunt down, like here's a company I've heard of. I got to go see. Yeah, totally. Here's a company I've heard of. Like, just be like, Oh, 
I think oh, this guy's here. I'm going to go yeah. say hi. I think that's a huge difference for me this year too, is that last year it was like, yeah, the gear, what gear do I want to see? This year's like, oh man, I can't wait to see Doug. I can't wait to, you know, yeah. meet Blake Wyland in person. I can't wait to hang out with Josh again and, you know, and hang out with John Cusack again and, you know, all these people. And uh, we're going to do a thing where we go over to uh, Gabriel Custom Strings with uh, oh, uh, uh, Guadalupe. Guadalupe. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's been a long day. Uh, <laughs> Guadalupe Custom Strings. Uh, we're going to hang out with, you know, all these people that we know and, and do some really fun stuff. So I'm really looking forward to the social aspect of it, of hanging out with these people that we interact with on the Facebook group and kind of behind the scenes as yeah. well. Uh, now that we're at the place that we're at. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of I fun. Think the company I'm probably, I don't know if there's a company I'm really looking forward to the most because I don't, I don't know if there's really a product release that I'm super, super stoked about. I'm, I'm looking forward to picking up the new Dan Electros to see what they're like. Yeah. It's really dumb. I'm, I want to see the JHS Seesaw just because it's just because <laughs> it's, it, is it it's, be so there? it's supposed to be there. Wow. Um, yeah. I can't wait to see that. And uh, oh, I want to see Keeley's uh, freaking multi effects box. He's got a multi effects. He's box? got three of them. That's on the top of my list now. It's, oh, you know what? I saw that. I saw that on uh, the Instagram. They look insane. I don't know how much they're going to cost, but they look like they're, they just look insane. This stuff is like, super reasonably priced. I I'm guessing it's going to be in the two fifty to three hundred range. He's got three boxes, each which are specific to like one's a mod box and right, one's right. like a drive box. I thought I, I one's remember, like a delay yeah. box, and they're like he calls them workstations. Yeah, and so I think each one will has some basic drive and compression, and then like a like a multiple selector of the featured thing so like there's a couple different delays built into it a couple different modulations a couple different different drives and then he'll have like a booster compressor that can switch in between a couple models and it just they just look insane like keely's already he went nuts in 2015 2016 looks like it's going to be more of the same yeah so i'm looking forward to checking his stuff out whoa just kick that thing hard uh, he's kind of hitting the EHX track right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's releasing like a new like product every, every month, <laughs> every one month or so or, or less. And it all looks super good too. It's all like super focused, super specific. Yeah. Uh, but these look more like general use sort of things, but they're like these huge, not huge, but they're like these, just, you could do so much with them. I'm imagining. No, I no one's heard any sound clips yet, but I've seen the pictures. They look incredible. Looking forward to seeing those. Uh, Brian Wampler's supposed to have his uh, his new thing there. It's just supposed to be a Plex distortion uh, replacement. Like replacement. Yeah, because yeah, that's is that the one they're discontinuing. They discontinued it a long time ago. Oh, so the Plex distortion hasn't been on the market for a while. You can still get them used. But right. he's he's had a new thing that he's working on. So there's there's stuff like that, new pedals coming out that I'm looking forward to checking out, new guitar models, and then also you know anything that we don't know about that'll be showing up there for sure. And I'm sure there will be a lot of uh, some a lot of like smaller companies that that we end up yeah. hopefully trying to work things out with. All right, you ready to hit some sweet ads? All I want to do is hit these ads so hard with my mouth in their mouth. Is that like a weird, like, 
sadomasochistic makeout session? No, we're hitting them with our mouths because we're talking about them. Oh, okay, get whatever. You get it? Acoustic guitar, Takami G230, restored, beautifully relict. $125, Lamesa. Beautifully relict. I can't Takamini G230, full size acoustic guitar, restored and relict. All lacquer and stain removed, refinished and hand rubbed clear satin polyurethane. I kept some original color on the front, giving it a very old, worn out look. If you're weird. <laughs> Looks rough on front, but feels silky smooth. I have never played or seen an acoustic with a dry satin neck. Play sound. You've never <laughs> seen an acoustic with a dry satin neck? My Taylor Big Baby has a dry satin my, neck on it. My freaking Honer has a dry satin, satin neck uh, on it. Plays and sounds great. Tonal resonance was changed when finish was removed. No kidding. No, no kidding. <laughs> has more of a Taylor sound and feel now. Oh, new I wish Bob was here. <laughs> new Tusk saddle installed. New nut. New light gauge strings. 11s? Sealed machine heads are original. They look and function perfect. Tunes easily and stays that way. For a while, for a while at least. The sides and back look brand new and gorgeous in natural finish. One relic spot on the top side. Only one? What are you talking? I guess it's all connected. Maybe uh, maybe he means on the top, like of the Oh yeah, on the know. yeah, okay, on the side. But then it says sides and back look brand new. I don't know. Yeah. The rest is perfect. I only left the manufacturer sticker I only left the manufacturer sticker on the inside. You can remove it to make it a custom mystery guitar. What? Oh, so does that mean he took the Talk Mini logo off the headstock? I don't know. You can remove to make it a custom mystery guitar. I recorded a couple tracks using this gat. Isn't a gat like pew pew pew? Yeah, like a gun. The sound was crisp and, cl- and clear. Kind of don't want to sell it. You probably shouldn't. 125 <laughs> you should probably gets it. Burn it. 125 gets it. Some original condition examples on reverb for just under 200. Our relationship has been plutonic. Um, oh my god! But this guitar needs a lover. Peace and happy new year. If your uh, if your relationship has been plutonic, does that mean it orbits inside of plu- uh, inside of the orbit of Neptune like for 26 years out of every <sighs> 200 and 48 or whatever. I super don't want to do the moon voice right now. So don't, <laughs> don't push me there. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Th- hold on. Preface. I think we need to preface this. We're drinking whiskeys and co- whiskey and Cokes tonight. Yeah. Uh, in the, we're drinking whiskey and Coke in the garage. And, and uh, you know, it's funny. I forget where I was. Oh, I was at uh, red Robin. And uh, I said, I said, I wanted a whiskey and Coke and they're, I was like, just well whiskey's fine. They and their well whiskey is Jim Beam, which is to say that the whiskey that we're drinking tonight isn't good enough to be the well whiskey at Red Robin. <laughs> yeah, I've got the the plastic bottle homeless guy special over here, which I you know I use the cheap stuff for mixed drinks because who cares, right? Um, right, I have tastes fine. Yeah, I have some nice bottles. It tastes just like rubbing alcohol of other stuff for whatever. But let's talk about this guitar. It's you know this uh, this Takamini it didn't start out as an expensive guitar. No, it's a G two thirty. I don't know what they were new. He is right. You, these are on reverb for yeah. about like one eighty nine to two hundred dollars. This is like the Guitar Center uh, beginners acoustic special sort of right. thing. Right. Uh, but I'm not I'm not trashing Takamini at all. They make some excellent guitars. No, and I mean the G two thirty. It's still Takamini. Yeah. It's not a Jasmine, and I've had some pretty not great experiences with their Jasmine line. Sure. Sure. But what I'm getting at is that in pristine condition, this thing is worth around 200 new. Yeah. 
uh, this guy did at least $400 worth of damage to this guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he needs to pay you $200 to take it off his hands. Because this is insane. The last G230 to sell on eBay sold for... Uh-huh. The suspense is killing me. Do, 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 do. I'm trying to figure out if there's a catch here on this... Uh, is it going to show me the full app? Like a broken neck or something like that? No, there's there's no... Oh, and he says he shipped it USPS priority. The, the, get, guess... Okay, I want you to guess the price, including shipping, on the last eBay talking mini G230. Uh, uh, $225. I love this dead air. It's so great. <laughs> That was this in, is top quality that podcasting. Was, that was intentional dead air. I did that on purpose. Okay. You like what I did there, guys? Nice. Yeah, you didn't. Nice tension, Steve. Um, the last G230 to sell on eBay, including shipping, $95. No way. Yeah. Damn, that's cheap. Um, so I wonder if these are, are players. So any, let's describe this guitar for people who aren't seeing the picture on the Facebook group sure. or the Instagram. Oh, yeah. yeah. This thing, yeah, it looks like you're, it started out as your standard kind of concert-sized, uh, like with a spruce top kind of look. Yeah, it's simultaneously. guitar. It's got like the, is that what this is? It's concert size. It's kind of got that jumbo lower bout, but it's, yeah, yeah. I think it's smaller overall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks like someone attacked it with an orbital sander. With like really heavy grit and yeah. didn't, didn't get all the way through most of the finish like they thought they did. And then they tried to stain it dark. And so the places where they didn't get through the clear coat remained blonde, like mm -hmm. blotchy blonde. And then the rest it looks like rotted barn wood. This thing looks terrible. It looks horrendous. I, I literally can't and don't even... Like you can see, because it, you can tell it was like a, a power sander kind of deal, because you can see the line where the sander butted up against the bridge as they went around it. Right. And they couldn't get close enough to the neck. They miss, They missed so many spots. It's so blotchy. They must have just pulled off the pit guard and replaced it. For it to be so close to the pit guard. No, they probably just went over the pit guard and you just can't tell in the pictures that sure. the pit guard's been worn down. Because they after they did this, they clear coated the pit guard. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is just a this is a refinished disaster. Someone it's terrible. Someone doing something that they shouldn't have done. I wouldn't trust this person with a, you know, a ten dollar dresser that they got off of Craigslist for a refinish. Like this is bad. <laughs> this is really, really bad. But Ryan, now it sounds like a tailor. It's oh, oh, I bet it just sounds just like a tailor now. Uh, I will say this: I I think it very well could sound nice. There's I, there's an acoustic acoustic guitars. There's so many factors contributing yeah. to their sound, but then there's a lot of factors that are build factors that contribute to their playability. Yeah, I've definitely like I've played a lot of guitars that I was like, wow, this guitar plays really nice. This guitar sounds really nice, but it right. plays like garbage. Yeah, and the opposite, like actually, my acoustic guitar, I would say that it plays really nice, but it's it's a lamb top. It's dirt. It was like a hundred and fifty sure. bucks new, I think. Um, I, I love the way it plays, but it doesn't project well. Uh -huh. uh, like a good, like a good wood acoustic guitar, like will really project. Yeah. Um, 
basically what I have is a full body dreadnought that's quieter than my big baby Taylor. Right, right. Um, but I love the way it plays, so that's why I did all the work on it. And actually, I'm going to get some more work done on it soon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. One uh, of the best sounding acoustics I've ever played is my sister's Aria, which is like a $95 guitar when we bought it. Horrendous action. Yeah, that, every, you, you should convert that thing to slide. Every like year and a half or so, she brings it to me. He's like, oh, I'm trying to play it. It doesn't play nice. And I completely have to replace all the strings and then like... <laughs> tweak the heck out of the truss rod to get the neck straight again because it just want the thing wants to be an archery bow basically right so but it sounds great there's as somehow there's a, a magic combination of the piece of wood that they used and the construction and it just has this beautiful round warm sound that's pretty articulate but it's just a pain in the ass to play so it's things like that can happen with acoustic guitars but for the way this thing looks I I would need someone to pay me to take this basically. I need a disposal fee because <laughs> I'm I'm not going to hang this on my wall even as like a you know as an ironic sort of thing. Uh, this is just it just looks ruined, and it's not like oh someone ruined a really nice guitar and if so he can grin and bear the looks then you can have this really nice guitar. Yeah, it's not really relic well enough that you can say like. Oh, this looks like something that, even though it, it plays like garbage, I want to hang it. Yeah. Let's jump on to another ad. Let's do those shot glasses you found, man. Shots, 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 shot, 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 shot. Where are they? Uh, it's on, it's the file. It's called Shots for Squire. The subject is trade 110 shot glasses. Oh, my gosh. For Squire, Strat, and Amp. The value apparently is $150. <laughs> the text of the ad is trade 110 shot glasses for Squire Strat, Strat or for Fender Squire Strat guitar and amp. He doesn't want that Gibson Squire. Yeah. So assuming that each shot glass is worth a buck and some change, that's, you know, that's a, a fair trade. Depending on what kind of squire you have, you know. Um, I don't know what shot glasses go for though, and these are all just like he's valuing random, random novelty touristy kind of shot glasses. Right. He is value, valuing these shot glasses at one dollar and thirty six cents each. Why? <laughs> I mean, maybe someone can cue me in on the uh, the collector's value of shot glasses, but I don't see any of these and think. Man, I just wish I had all these shot glasses. Well, one of these I is only a, need one shot glass and I barely need to wash it. One of these is a Chica <laughs> Chicago shot glass. They have a rolling uh, they have a Hard Rock Cafe, they have a Charger shot glass back there. There's which a, maybe that Charger's shot glass can be a collector's <laughs> piece now. A little bit of sports joke from uh, there's you a, wouldn't expect There's it from. a Super Bowl shot glass. Uh, it looks like there's all kinds of fancy, like frosted shot glasses. I'm assuming go with vodka or something like that. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I got a frosted shot glass for free with a bottle of do Jaeger. You, do you know anyone who is so into shot glasses that they would be like, yeah, I'm going to trade my guitar for Some that. Some people really collect these things, but I feel like if you're the a shot glass who... collector, you're not a guitar player. Cause if you were, you'd be too busy spending all of that money on guitar stuff. I've. 
think of shot glass collectors as people who are collecting shot glasses from their vacation experiences. They don't want someone else's vacation experiences. That's a good point. Like they don't want to be like, oh, remember the time this person that I met one time went to the Super Bowl? They want the shot glass from when they went to the Super Bowl. I I that actually that reminds me like my parents have a bell collection because uh-huh. apparently that was a thing at some point in bells, history. Bells, huh? Bells like the you know like little dinner yeah, bells or yeah. what, like not even dinner bells like I little mean, bells. You can collect anything. And I think they bought most of those um in like 1980 1981 they did like a I don't late 70s early 80s before I was born. They did like a cross country trip, and I think in all of like the little truck stops they stopped in or whatever, they bought uh like these little bells. Yeah, and I mean they're they're real bells. They've got peels you and everything. Can, you you know? can ring them and everything. Yeah, um, and they we kind of did the same thing when I was a kid. We went on a cross country road trip, and we got like mag. We all would always buy like a mag. Wow. <laughs> A magnet in uh, every state that we stopped in. How how I I still don't know how how the f do magnets work? I know, right? Right. And it's, it's a miracle. Well, it's you know they're it's about trading electrons and stuff. Oh, like that. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my wife and I we collect uh, Christmas ornaments when we go on vacation. Really? And we're like, oh, let's get a Christmas ornament because then we figure we don't have to clutter our house with it the rest of the year. Right. You know, for one month out of the year, we pull this thing out. We put it on the tree. I'm like, oh, remember that vacation we went on? That's a good idea. This, I think that's like a solid plan. And sometimes we grab things that aren't technically Christmas ornaments. And we say, this will be your Christmas ornament. You know, we yeah. go up in the attic and we put it in the box when we get back right. from our you vacation. Get some, you get something. You could use like a keychain totally. and call it a Christmas ornament. Yeah, yeah exactly. Anything that'll dangle. There's the name of the episode right there. Anything that will dangle. Okay. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Oh, oh my man. gosh, good uh, listen. Good I'm looking for here. the next ad right now. Let's do uh let's do this one that uh Chris Patson said it sent sure. in. Sure. You want to And then this? we'll get into the topic. All right. Yeah, I'll read it. Full tone GT five hundred OD boost distortion pedal US eighty dollars. Is that a good price? Uh, I think that's a normal price these days. Okay. Okay. Genters need not apply. This right here is a rock, blues, and jazz fusion players game. What's that? You grew some scruff and want to nail that pl- plenty tone? GT five hundred got you. All of a sudden, a 40-year-old cougar walks in and you need to pop that scoot Bon Jovi distortion, maybe a silk scarf or leopard print bandana. GT500 has your back, Poppy. Oh my gosh. I read that without knowing what I was reading. (laughs) GT500 has your back, Poppy. Things go well and you get a few drinks in, smoke down a bone, and go to channel your inner Jimmy Page with a fat natural breakup. Don't sweat it, you sweet fool. The GT500 will take you by the hand. What does it mean to smoke? Hold on, hold on. What does it mean to smoke down a bone? That's a, a joint, a marijuana oh, okay. cigarette, <laughs> a jazz cigarette. <laughs> or maybe it means a regular cigarette. I don't know. Uh, don't sweat it, you sweet fool. The GT500 will take you by the hand and bring you there cuz. Oh, bring you there, cousin. He wrote short. He just wrote cuz as short for cousin. <laughs> All in one overdrive boost and distortion pedal paired with 
bass treble mid EQs make the tonal possibility nearly unreasonable for the price. But wait, the sequence switch gets you the ability to choose which side of the pedal occurs first in the chain. You want to boost your signal going into the distortion? Get it. Want to hit the distortion and then boost the madness? That's you, Mang. That's right. Endless tonal options. Don't worry. I got you covered on shipping. References all over MD slash WG equals P. I think the equals P is like the like the face. The sticking your tongue out face. Okay. Condition nine out of ten. Some swirls from light use under the full tone logo. Nothing through the finish. So this guy he just has a really interesting description. He really put his full back into He's working on the thing. He's telling you everything this pedal is good for, and it, genting is not one of right, those right. things. I mean, to, I, I have not used one of these, but I know that they were go-tos for a lot of people for a long time, the full tone. What is plenty tone? I don't know. I don't... I've never... This is P-L-I-N-I. Um, I have no... I've never seen this... Oh, this is a guy. Who is this guy? <laughs> He's got a website. He is does not have a Wikipedia entry. Plenty Bowden. Apparently, he's sponsored by Strandberg. I don't know if that is the person I'm supposed to be looking for. Who knows? Who cares about that guy? This is just an entertaining ad to read. I'm sure that price is fair. It's nice that he's covering shipping. So if you're curious about these things, that's a uh, that's not a bad place to start. Uh, Fulton makes some really decent stuff. I yeah. was always really happy with the OCD. Um, you know, I always say that, um, full tone is one of the original, uh, boutique. Is it boutique or boutique? Boutique. Boutique. It's been a while since we've said it. Blotique. Blotique. (laughs) Uh, I think it's boutique. Anyway, they're one of the original guys in that, um, sort of were world i think they were you know some of the original guys who were able to cross the barrier into getting into stores and stuff you yeah know? yeah for and sure. not just selling uh direct so well, you, I, you know i would just say like i think if you know if we you don't have full tone and keely were the first couple of guys i was aware of and analog man and analog man is has managed to kind of like keep what he has going without really expanding. Right. Whereas uh, Full Tone, uh, Keeley, I'm trying to think who else. Um, I, those are the two big guys in my mind that have kind of like expanded out. And from there, um, you've kind of had this explosion. Wampler was early 2000s. Uh, QSAC was early mid 2000s. Uh-huh. Um, and then now in like the last five years, you know, is where all do your, I, I mean, name somebody yeah. that makes a pedal. They're huge. Yeah. Boutique. Boutique. They're boutique. We have it right. Boutique. All right. Boutique. Can move on with our lives. Now. <laughs> well, let's move on to the topic. Uh, a while back, I bought a Digitech Trio. Yes, you did. And I posted about it on the group and people were asking for demos and stuff like that. And then people started asking how it compares to the Beat Buddy, which I couldn't answer because I didn't have a Beat Buddy and I had never used one. And so I wrote Beat Buddy. I was like, hey, guys, uh, our audience needs to know how these things compare. Uh, Beat Buddy wrote back very quickly and was very enthusiastic to send us uh, a Beat Buddy and a Beat Buddy... Uh, it's called the Mini, right? Yeah, Beat Buddy yeah, Mini. Yeah, the Beat Buddy is, you know, it's it's 
It's funny to me. I think they should, instead of calling it the Beat Buddy Mini, they should have called it the Beat Buddy Light. Yeah, because it's the, not just it's Mini. Just mean it sounds like oh, it's just smaller, but it is lighter in features. Yeah, it's. But, before we get into that, let's talk about the actual features of what we're talking about. The yeah, the Beat Buddy Mini. It actually is. Steve has it on my board right now. It's the same size as a Boss pedal, basically. Uh, the and the and the full size Beat Buddy is is maybe about as about as wide and a little shorter than your volume pedal. Sure. Which is the Morley Mini volume, which is already on the the Morley Mini volume. For those of you not familiar with it, it's shorter than the Ernie Ball volume, uh, the Ernie Ball Junior, but it's wider than the Ernie Ball Junior. Sure. I'd I'd say it's you know. It's the size of a, one of those slightly larger electroharmonics boxes, you know. Sure. Like it probably takes the same space as like a like one of the regular uh, modern big muffs. Right. Um. Right. So I think we're gonna pause and then we'll plug this stuff in and uh, kind of do a run through on them. Sounds great. All right, we're back. I have got the trio plugged in and I've got the regular Beat Buddy. I'm not going to. Uh, I gotta free myself of this cable situation real quick. Yeah, you should get rid of those Planet Wave cables. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, plug in the Beat Bunny Mini right now, basically because it has a lot of the same patches as the regular Beat Buddy. Right. And it just has uh, some a different feature set or less feature set. So we'll talk about that after I do this quick demo. Um, I'm gonna run through the trio real quick first. Sure. So basically, with the trio. You hold down the button, and then it's ready to, uh, then you press it again, and it's ready to detect what you're playing. And I'm just going to play something really simple. You know what? I'm going to play, uh, I'm going to play that Pixies song, because that's a fun one to mess around with. Uh, which one? You'll see. <laughs> So now I've engaged. This totally sounds like the Pixies. Yeah, it's not far off. Uh, I've engaged the trio. It detected what I was playing, the chord structure, and it's picked a drum patch and a bass patch to play with it. You can adjust the level of the, uh, the drums and bass. I'm gonna bring them down a bit here. And now that that's set in, you can you know, jump in and, and riff over it so I can be like. So I'm going to stop that now. That's, it's fun. There, there are things about this pedal that are a lot of fun when you know how it's going to react to what you're doing. Um, the thing that is interesting about it is sometimes you give it something, you give it a chord progression and you have in your mind what you want it to do and it'll just be way, way off. Um, and you can get down there and tweak it and try to find what you were looking for, but sometimes it's just so far off that there's no way. Um, there's a volume knob up on the top of the pedal. Is that just for headphones? That's for headphone monitoring. Okay, so, okay. I, I'm just trying to figure out what the feature set is and I'm looking at it and the, uh, you know, I your, don't know anything about it. Your guitar signal passes through both of these pedals 
100%. Right. It doesn't color. Well, the the trio actually has a thing to throw in a little bit of drive or a lot yeah, of drive. Yeah, it's got, uh, cl- you can run it clean or uh, light overdrive or heavy overdrive. And that's one thing I'll say about this is that this is a pedal that you could take with you, plug it in, plug your guitar in, plug in headphones, not need an amp or any pedal board, and kind of play with it in your room and, and not need anything else, which is fun. Uh, let, let me like just play that again, and Steve is going to scroll through. Yeah, p- press it again. Steve is going to scroll through like some of the genre stuff. So there's two selector knobs. One is for genres, and one is for styles. And there's a bunch of styles. I want to say 12 within each genre. And uh, it detects what what which styles will be compatible with what you played and it will show those styles in green and anything non-compatible shows up in orange so Steve's scrolling through the styles right now if you're a bass player this is probably killing you right now oh yeah that's the good stuff alright switch the style like throw it over into country real quick that's country. <laughs> so it has uh, a blues style, jazz style, alt rock, which actually means reggae, apparently. Rock. Uh, can you read the other ones there, Steve? Country. We got pop, we got R&B, and we got jazz. Yeah, so there's a lot of options here. I actually think the jazz option's pretty fun for messing around. That's interesting. Here's something I want to try, so go ahead and keep playing because I think this will affect uh, kind of my analysis. So just keep playing. I mean, it's it's a really interesting box. It's fun. Uh, I'll give kind of my full take on both these pedals after I go through the Beat Buddy here. So let's get the Beat Buddy set onto a more normal setting. I have it set to polka right now for some reason. Because you wanted to show me those sweet, sweet accordion drums. Accordion drums? That's not a thing. Oh, man. I have to riff by myself now because Ryan's scrolling through all of these things um okay so i've got this oh i'm bailed out i've got this set to the rock three patch and the beat buddies is much more of like it's a sampled like midi like sequencer basically i think it's going what's going on sure um you can change the styles of the drums you can change the time signatures you can get in there and adjust every little thing. You can even download software for your computer where you can get in and build your own songs. Does it have a MIDI out in out? It does. Ooh. So you can control, uh, or you can you. I think you can control like a, an electronic drum uh, kit with it, or you can use patches from an electronic drum kit. Okay. Uh, so there's all kinds of fun stuff you can do. 
All kinds I mean, of... that, that's not something that we have access to. So nope. it's honestly, it's not something we know about. Nope. So if you are in the MIDI world, you know, do some reading. Don't yeah. just take our word for it. But there are MIDI's. Like yeah. um, there is MIDI capable functions with the Beat Buddy. So what's interesting about this is that it's not uh, the trio. You play your thing, and then it plays your beat and your bass line, and you can technically set up two other, uh, basically sequences. So you can build like a little song and have different parts, but you need to have the the foot switch connector to it that has three extra foot switches to do that from what i understand um oh ours only has two extra foot switches the beat buddy without the extra foot switch you can do all sorts of stuff let me just play it so it plays an intro and then it gets straight into your uh straight into your drum bit here then you can press the button once to get a fill there's a couple different fills here. And then if you hold it down, you can get a transition to another beat that goes along with it. I think you held it down a little too long. Well, that's the thing is you can hold it down for as long as you want and, and basically customize what you're playing. So this is right. more set up as something you could use as a live playing sort of tool where you know what it's gonna do, you know what the transitions are like, and then you hold it, oh, you double tap it, and it plays an outro for you. That's fine. So, without even using the attached foot switch, just using the one foot switch on here, you can control your whole song. I think somebody's getting a bath right now. Yeah, I, I hope that's not turning on in the mics. It's probably not, but the, uh, the bathroom is right above us. <laughs> <laughs> so, my son is getting a bath right now. But then, with the the uh, attached two-button foot switch here, I'll just start this again. The one foot switch is a pause, which is really useful if you want to have a break in your song or just pause it so you can do other things. Right. And then there, the other foot switch is a trigger foot switch if you want to add an extra little flare in what you're playing. I like how you can flare while it's paused. Totally. Well, what if you need to keep it going or like, you know, like, t like a splash into it. Right. And right now uh, it is set to like a splash or a crash kind of a sound. Uh -huh. Can you assign what that button does? If you get into the, the downloadable software on your computer, you can change everything. around. Okay. Like you can, I think you can mix and match drum kits. You can do all sorts of stuff. If you know how to MIDI program... Uh, drum beats, I think you can 100% make your own patches for this. Mm -hmm. uh, if you get on, and that's another great thing about this, you get onto the online community, there's all kinds of people who have built their own patches and just have them for download. Right. And they have so, whole, whole songs that reproduce the drum beats of popular songs. Right, so probably there's somebody on whatever this Beat Buddy community is uh -huh. that actually has sequenced... Where is my mind? Act, absolutely. That so when you know you're not just oh look at what the trio can do like you're actually yeah you've got the program drums that are simulating that. I actually downloaded the software and I ran it on my computer today. I didn't transfer the information over to the Beat Buddy yet, but I downloaded. Is that because you're bad at drums? <laughs> it's because I didn't have the time. Uh, I downloaded someone's song that they put together. 
of Blondie's Rapture. Oh, nice. I played some of the bits off of it. I was like, this is 100% it. Like, they nailed it. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff out there. If you're someone who likes to tweak things, this is the one. Um, I'd say really right off the bat that the Beat Buddy is the better songwriting tool. Right. But for what it's worth, it should be. Right. I mean, the Beat Buddy is a... I, I don't know if it, if the Beat Buddy comes with the extension. It probably... No, the extension is, is extra. It's extra. So just the Beat Buddy units by itself is $300. Yes. The Trio is $180. I bought mine used for $140. Right, right. Uh, well, and yeah, and you know, we, we always wanted to try to get the best deal we can here. Of course. Uh, the Beat Buddy, I don't know if it's a if it's a widespread enough product yet that you can find deals on it. I don't think so. I think they hold up pretty well in the used market as far as their price goes. Now, um, uh, what's the difference between the Beat Buddy and the Beat Buddy Mini? Basically, the stuff I was talking about with editing stuff on your computer and transferring patches and stuff like that and downloading things, I don't think you can do that at all with a Beat Buddy Mini. Okay. You have access to 100 patches, 100 songs in the various styles on the Beat Buddy Mini. They all sound the same. You have the same functionality with the one foot switch. Um, you can connect the external foot switch for the extra functionality with that. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, it's just a really simple stripped down version of the Beat Buddy. Right. That fits in a smaller size. Uh, so if you are happy with the patches that are on the Beat Buddy stock, then this is the way to go. Another thing to think about is uh, that the full Beat Buddy, they're constantly doing like firmware updates. Right. So constantly fixing glitches, if there are any, and uh, updating things to be more modern and more usable based on the uh, comments of the people who use them. So that's a pretty neat thing. It's not just a product. It's kind of a community. Okay. I'm going to ask a question, and then I'm I want to try to do something just to sure to make it to demonstrate a sound quality thing. Okay. Um, with the trio, is that you hold down the button to to get the pattern in? Yeah. Well, first is that you, how it works? First, you hold down the button. Okay. And then you get a light that blinks slowly. Then you press it again, and you get a light that blinks fast. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do: is I'm going to hit the beat, buddy. I want you to play some chords to that tempo. And after you do, just play it. Play I see some what you're saying. Tempo. And so I'm going to run the beat buddy and the trio at the same time, so people can hear the difference between the two okay. in terms of sound quality. Because I do think there is a difference. I'm going to turn the bass off on the trio as well. Okay. Um, because I do think there's a difference, uh, but I want people to be able to hear that. Okay. So we'll switch that, back and forth. Does it make sense what I'm trying to yeah. do? Yeah. So okay, we'll cool. we'll I'll play along with the beat buddy, uh, and then. We'll pause the beat buddy and you'll sequence the trio. Ready? Oops. I started tapping. Oh, you put it. Hold on. Here, we'll do a more standard thing. I'll just get it started.
so the uh, the trios we have it set a little bit louder here. Turn down the volume on the drum circuit. Yeah, there we go. So it this is what I'm talking about. I was playing along to the the beat of the beat buddy, and then we sequenced the trio off of that, and it kind of came up with its own thing. Yeah, that's pause right there. So that's the trio. This is all being played through my Princeton Reverb, by the way. You can run these direct into a mixer or a PA for a cleaner sound. So now we're on the beat, buddy. Now we're on the trio. Steve's going crazy. Oh my gosh. We're getting a little weird over here. So so the one thing I will say, and, and part of what I was doing, I, I hope you could kind of follow that. It got a little crazy. Uh-huh. Um, the, the quality of drums on the Beat Buddy, uh, they're not they're not performance quality. No, it's, it's MIDI. But they're a lot better than the trio. I think they're a lot more of what you would expect. Like the trio seems like sure. it's... It's very much its own thing, and it's got its own flavor of stuff that it does. Right. Like I feel like if I walked into like an open mic gig and people were using drum pedals on stage, and I closed my eyes and just listened, I could tell which one was the beat buddy and which one was the trio. Well, that, that's what I mean. It's like, it's like without the bass on, obviously. And again, we're talking about a product. The trio is one hundred and eighty dollars. The the beat buddy, the full size. It's three hundred dollars. The Beat Buddy Mini is one fifty. Yeah. So, if the audio quality is the same for the Beat Buddy Mini, like I feel like it's at least a better drum product than the Trio. Yes. For me, I think the bass function on the Trio is a waste. I th- here's what I got to say about that. I think that the Trio, every function together on it, I think is a really fun concept, and I would have had a ton of fun playing with this pedal in my youth like just jamming right and being it's it's perfect for the guy who jams alone in his basement and doesn't care what he's playing sure like as far as song structure and what's going to happen and whatnot uh now that i'm in more in a stage in my life where i'm songwriting and i want to have things a certain way every time i turn on my rig yeah i think the beat buddy is like the clear choice like super clearly if I'm making a decision on what drum pedal I'm going to buy. Right. Um, that being said, the trio is a, a ton of fun. It's a really fun, neat thing to mess around with. I could see myself using the trio for busking, like get out on the street, okay. play street music and just let it do its thing and just kind of jam over it. Like, Oh, you want to hear jazz? Here's jazz. And there's a bassist playing along right. sort of right. thing enough that people walking by who are going to pay attention for a minute or two, are going to be like, oh, wow, cool, and give me a dollar, you know? <laughs> um, but for songwriting, the, it's a no-brainer for the Beat Buddy. I can't imagine trying to do songwriting with the trio. Well, I can't, as a bass player, like, if somebody came to me and said, like, hey, here's this uh, this here's this here's thing I've been working on. Um, hey, can you play your bass so it sounds like the trio? I just, <laughs> I'd just be like, you know what? No way. Come a little bit closer, come with an arm's reach, and then I'd punch you in the mouth. Right. I, it's, I think, but I, and you know, I think both of these products 
you could get that same reaction out of drummers over them. Sure, where sure. a drummer is going to listen to these and be like, "Oh, I can't believe this! Like, why are they doing this?" But to at me? least, at least with the full beat buddy, you have the option of programming your own drums. Totally, totally. If you want to get nerdy with it and get deep in there, right? Um, the, you know, I think that the bass section is the thing that makes the trio stand apart, but is also kind of its damn most damning feature because it's one thing to approximate your song structure and your tempo for the drums right. off of what you're playing. It's another thing for the computer inside there to just either guess or assign what you're playing to a pre-recorded bass algorithm that is you know, it's not going to be unique to you. Yeah. It's not going to be the way that you would play or that someone you would play with would well, play. And, and there's definitely some big uh, limitations um, with uh, with the trio. You know what? I want to, with the trio, you, you just hold it down. You, for, you have to do this double thing. Like, you hold it down to get it into record mode and then you press it again and when you press it again and it's blinking fast then you can start playing the sequence and when you hit the last chord when you're about to jump onto the first chord again then you hit it again to start the sequence okay so it's a little it's a little complicated but it's it's not that complicated once you do it a couple times sure sure um so let me just do something simple here i'll do like a link array thing okay and we'll see what it comes up with That's interesting. <laughs> I, I mean, fe I feel almost like the trio is a more of a practice tool than a songwriting tool. Absolutely. And the thing that I would wonder the most about is. You know, what, let's just switch real quick. Let okay, me, you want to try something? Okay. We got a little dead dead air here, but that's okay. Uh, let me see if I can remember how to play guitar. So I'm just gonna push this down. You Do hold I... you hold it down, and the light's gonna blink slowly. Okay. And now, when you wait, wait. When you press it again, the light is going to blink fast, and then it's ready to record. Okay. So this actually... I like that bass line. I had a thought, and I have to say that the trio exceeded my expectations. Uh-huh. Because my thought was, with everything that you played and everything I've heard, is that this would actually be a garbage tool writing like a punk rock song sure sure but this actually isn't horrible it's well, it's not punk rock drums it's not punk rock bass but it's kind of ballpark -ish. i kind of like what you did in that you just played a single chord so the bass is just gonna be hitting on your your root the whole time yeah. Oh, I hadn't even kill, thought about that. Kill that again. So that's something that would be fun to play with this is you just, you know, you lock it into one chord and then you can build your song off the root of the bass. 
Um, but you're talking about playing punk rock, let me show you something on the on the uh, the B buddy real quick. Punk, I mean, it's kind of a little old school, but that's a punk rock beat. What are we doing here? Punk 4. <laughs> yes! Yes. So the, the thing I like about... here, Here's the thing that sells me individually on the Beat Buddy so much more than the trio. Sure. I can't get a single beat out of the trio that's appropriate for surf rock right the the beat buddy all the punk songs super perfect for the way i write surf rock okay and then it has all these patches which are pretty decent for surf rock mm -hmm. and so there's a lot of options there for me <laughs> so it's right. like totally worth the price of admission for the beat buddy just for that for me I'm really looking forward to working with this thing. You pair it with a looper, like I use it with a Digitech Jam Man. Right. And you have a serious uh, songwriting tool set up. Um, the Digitech, the trio, it's it's a fun toy. Yeah, it, it's definitely fun. And, and I have to say, like, I thought when I, the reason I wanted to switch positions is because I had an idea in my mind. Uh-huh. And I thought, I'm going to stump the trio. Okay. And I didn't. Right. Like it actually kept up. I the bass lines aren't what I would play. Sure, but it, the drums kept up, and I can live with that. I think I'm gonna try because you can do if you get outside of what it's capable of, you can have some hilarious results with it. I'm gonna try to right. get recordings of that. Okay, um, when I do the demo, sure. Um, to kind of show off the weirdness you can get out of the trio because <laughs> sometimes you think you're playing the song that you have in your head and it comes up with something completely different. Right. And I think that's been kind of the, the negative review, I guess of it in general is that sometimes like it doesn't understand what you're doing. Oh, totally. I mean, it, I, it's what it was designed to do is incredible. And when it pulls it off, it's a miracle of technology, and I'm amazed. <laughs> right. I'm amazed that Digitech could get something like this together. The Beat Buddy, by design, is way more simplistic. Right. This it's predetermined MIDI loops that sequence, you know, uh, different drum kits. Uh, put it on the. Um, you press the side buttons to get into the the left hand side button to get into different kits or different songs. The left hand side button. There you go. Uh, put it on on techno or something like that. Um, there's all kinds of different drum kits, all kinds of different songs on here. <laughs> you can have a lot of fun with this. Beatbox one. Um, I don't really, I feel like I don't have much else to say about it. I think my full review is that I would recommend buying the beat buddy over the trio. But if you want to have some weird fun or if you're, say you're, <laughs> oh my gosh okay turn it off 
I think you were on the beatboxing setting, right? That was the beatbox okay. setting. Okay. Um, if you're... Say you were like me when I was 13. You play alone in your room. You're trying to figure out how to play guitar. You're trying to figure out what it would be like to play with a band. Uh, I think the trio is a great tool for someone trying to figure that out in their life. Yeah. Uh, to have some basic, very genre-specific, simple bass lines along with drum lines to play along with could be a really important tool for someone getting into playing music. It's not, you don't even have to play guitar. So you can do this with keyboards or any other thing that you can run a signal into it. You don't even have to sequence stuff. You can just dial in what you want and, okay. and uh, just use the drum beats and not use the bass at all. Sure. Um, so I think it, the trio definitely has its place. But if you're looking to songwrite or looking to use something like this on stage, the Beat Buddy is the clear winner, in my opinion. Sure. And I feel like someone listening is going to sit there and say, you know, $300 for the Beat Buddy, right? $180 for the Trio, $150 for the Beat Buddy Mini. Why don't I just do this on Fruity Loops for like 50 bucks? Because it's not on your pedal board and you don't have to set up. That's true. You don't have to set up a computer. I mean, I'm sure there's there's clever ways you could get around all of it you know people can you can put your phone with some mp3s on your board with different connectors and stuff like that if you want the convenience that these things provide then that's what you get you know you can download the software for the beat buddy and run it on your computer i don't know if there's a way to trigger the different parts but you can run the main loop and play play along with your computer if you want right um do you have to I, I, I mean, I guess you, you don't da- have to pay for that software. No, do you? you don't. The software is free. You can download the SD card packet, which is okay. what everything is built off of. And you can, if you're curious about what the Beat Buddy has to offer, you can go and sample what it has to offer on your computer. Right. Um, the, the pedal itself is basically just a storage device and a player for uh, that software. Right. And that's really the product. Uh, the Beat Buddy Mini, if you're on a budget and you want to have drums that will be the same every time you go and pull them up. And I'm by the same, I mean the same sound, the same time signature. Right, you're you limited to whatever's already on you there. You can change the time signatures. Sure. You can change the tempo. Mm-hmm. You can change the drum kits. You can't put new that's, infor- that's information I mean. on it. Yeah. So you're locked into the hundred songs that it has on it. But that's a lot of songs. A hundred and one hundred and fifty bucks. That's a great tool for one hundred and fifty bucks sure. for someone yeah. who wants to do some songwriting. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Or someone who wants to do some, you know, time training to get their uh, their time playing down better, which is something I need to do <laughs> really, yeah. really bad. Uh, it's a great option. One hundred and fifty bucks. Everything these days is around that range. So, <laughs> sure. Uh, I feel like we need to uh, to wrap this up just because I feel like I'm turning into a salesman here, and I don't mean to, <laughs> but I sincerely, you know, and the Beat Buddies sincerely, sincerely the winner in my mind. Yeah, and, and these are like I for me as just a player. Uh huh. I don't know that I could justify the Beat Buddy three hundred bucks. Sure, that's a big expense. I'm mixed on the trio because I the like I said the Beat Bunny Mini is one fifty. So I'm like, okay, I can save thirty bucks. Of course, you got the trio used for one forty, so that's a little cheaper, right? Um, but just looking at new prices, one fifty versus one eighty, 
Part of me is like, gosh, I, I want to punch whoever wrote the bass player lines in the mouth. <laughs> but at the same time, there some of the bass lines are so not what I would play that I almost want them. Right. It kind of it's an interesting tool in the way that it forces you to jump into a simulation of a band setting, right? Where you're not in control of what the other people are playing. Yeah, and and there's something to be said for you know, over and over again, and I. I I don't do this because, but I should, you know, I hear all the time, like, Oh, just practice with a metronome, just practice sure. with a metronome. And I think all of these options give you the ability to effectively practice with a metronome of some sort, though the trio, you like, you can't actually know what that beats per minute is. <laughs> right. It's, uh, it's a knob that you, you get it where you want it. Yeah. But you are like forcing yourself to lock into a time signature. Right. Um, to where I like, I think that's a valuable practice tool because, like, I can only hear do do dee, do 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 yeah. dee, do like I for so long. I super hate click tracks. So being able to dial in, like, okay, I and you can probably like get in a ballpark of like, okay, this is about a you know 120, right. 160 beats per minute, whatever, um, and just run with that, and then just. And, and practice that. And it's not as precise as a metronome. Right. But, it, you know, you are getting that timing practice in. And you're not listening to those four sounds. You're listening to yeah. a simulated drum track. It's a lot that's, less that's tiring time for you. Exactly. on your ear. But it's still going to be tiring to your neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't see... Your neighbors are like, I didn't see him loading in a, a drum kit. What are you pointing at? Can you hand me my phone? Oh, sure. Because if you, once you hand me my phone, then we can wrap this yeah, up. Yeah, let's wrap this up. I think we've said what we need to say. Uh, watch our YouTube page for when I get demos up for these things. Uh, Nam is coming up, so I don't know if I'll get a Beat Buddy demo up. <laughs> Dude, you've uh, got a week. I know this episode drops Monday. You've got... Still, you've got... Nah, whatever. Yeah. I've got uh, if I do a beat buddy demo, I'll be filming it either tomorrow, either Saturday or Monday, and it'll get up late Monday because I still <laughs> got to edit it. Um, but I want to have a, a demo of the beat buddy and the trio, and I'll show off the beat buddy mini as well. Sure. Um. So let, you ready to wrap this up? Are yeah. We let's, let's wrap it up. All right. Uh, this song is sent to us by Bill Shorter. You know what we forgot to do. What did we forget to do? Thanks to our sponsors. That's right. Uh, thank you, uh, Fox Pedal. Absolutely. Uh, check out the Slow Hound. Uh, look them up on foxpedal.com. Like we said before, 60 cycle hum when you check out to get 15% off through February yeah. 2016. And uh, thanks to Gear Supply. Yeah. Uh, also, go on there, 60 cycle hum as the code, and get a free leather pick holder, yeah. which is very attractive and sturdy. That code's good for the subscription service. If you're skeptical, you can just buy s- stuff from them. Oh, totally. Um, you don't have to subscribe. For me as a bass player, and I'm not sure if they do a bass subscription, but I'm one of these bass players. They do. Okay. Yeah. I'm one of these bass, bass players that probably changes strings once a year. Yeah. So... I don't subscribe to their bass strings, but I I will be buying them in six months when I need another yeah. pair. I was thinking, or when, not a pair, but another set. Because yeah. I I signed up for the the electric guitar subscription. I'm thinking uh, next month I'll probably swap it over to bass for one month, <laughs> just so you can replace the strings on your bass. Yeah, because my bass is like six years old now and has right. I never changed the strings. Hey, it worked for James Jamerson. 
I don't know who that is, but sure. He's the Motown guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's why he. That's why he has that Motown sound. That yeah. Of that, course, he used flat that greasy. He used flat round. rounds, so it's a little. Well, you don't need to replace flat rounds. Those are good forever. Yeah. If you want to send us a track, uh, hit us up at 60cyclehumcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. If that's a little confusing, you can find us on Twitter at 60cyclehumcast or on Facebook in the group 60cyclehum or the Facebook page 60cyclehum. Or the Instagram 60cyclehum. Yeah. Or you could, you could get a big spotlight and throw up the 60cyclehum city signal in your city. In, in the sky. In, in the, the sky. City. And once it goes viral, because everyone else in your city will be going WTF, yeah, uh, then we'll know about WTF it. WTF is a different podcast. That's true. Okay, guys. See you next week. Have a good one. Why, baby, why? Why baby, why baby, why? Why baby, why? Ochiete Why baby, why baby, why? Why baby, why? Why baby, Why baby, why baby, why? Yasashi ega ote.